0: internet and welcome to another episode of Chris and Matt write a blockbuster the podcast that you know and love because you love movies and you love the writing process and you love seeing how sausage is made but audioly you like hearing how sausage is made that would be an interesting podcast I think if there's a little yeah that sounds like a great
1: uh that sounds like a great podcast for the app grinder because of all the grinding (laughs) necessary to make sausage
0: yep it'd just be a podcast where you just hear like machine warning and presumably like the splooshy sound of like um uh ground sausage like landing in
1: bins or whatever ground sausage lands in yeah they're just catching it all that sausage in rubber bins you think uh anybody has, yeah, it's you're really painting a picture of the jimmy dean factory for me
0: yeah do you think anybody who is into um, ASMR would enjoy a podcast that is just the sounds of uh, sausage being made? Or do you think that wouldn't uh, tickle their ear fancies?
1: Hmm, it's a great question for a podcast about uh, ASMR people. Yeah. People that are into <laughs> ASMR. Certainly not this one with the no. grating nasally voices <laughs> of two men. <laughs> yeah we are definitely very low
0: I think yeah. if like there's like on an ASMR sub they'd be like do not listen to this podcast whatever you do it yeah. will start chipping away at any ASMR feelings you get from other like you'll hear Bob Ross you'll feel nothing after you listen to Chris and Matt talk whatever bullshit they're talking about for like you know a half hour
1: yeah we this are... is actually more of a, like a uh, AASMR an anti-ASMR yeah. Yeah. show yeah
0: of course, and then there's uh you know whenever Henry Winkler is talking as the Fonz, it's ASMR. <laughs>
1: I feel like anyway. we make that joke anytime there's a thing with the word A in it. <laughs> I think that is true. Anytime the letter A, just
0: like you know, is brought up, uh, it's uh it becomes a matter of um, life and death. Life and death. Anywho, this is Chris and Matt, right up Blockbuster. I am uh, Chris. I'm Matt. And
1: what we and do... And I would this... like to apologize for the sound of our voices. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what we do on this podcast is we are writing a Blockbuster movie, basically. I mean, and we're chronicling it on this podcast because we figured it would be... Um, it would shake up the paradigms of Hollywood and it would be informative to people. People who want to follow in our footsteps. It would mm-hmm. be a great audio um, artifact for one are uh, multi-millionaire film screenwriters like Shane Black, and then we can direct movies and put all the sexual predators we want in them because we've you know made big money from uh, all our all our, all our screenwriting.
1: That's, hey, that's hey, the hey. Dream. hey, when you get misled by a friend who tells you in confidence that they're involved in some sort of sexual misdeeds with an underage woman and you think to yourself, how would this person be misleading me? They're telling me the story about the time they tried to, I don't know, engage in sexual congress with an underage girl. Perhaps I'll just take their word for it and think that they're just getting uh, railroaded by the system.
0: Yeah, but that's how... I mean, first, it all began with that million, couple million dollars he got for Lethal Weapon when he was, you know, a just a young, upstart filmmaking guy. And then he who, made that movie,
1: The can, Nice... Who could have thought that the guy that wrote The Last Boy Scout would have <laughs> such a poor, poor sexual... I don't know. Uh, what about What's the word I'm looking for? Sexual politics?
0: <laughs> Perhaps. It's funny, because he made the movie, The Nice Guys. I've never heard him talk about it. He said it was a movie entirely about, like... Um, how like young women and girls need to be protected <laughs> So uh, Irony of ironies Anyways, we're going to be like Shane Black Maybe with a sexual predator the good, parts of, the, with, good yeah. Black,
1: the good parts of Shane Black
0: Yeah, the parts where we make a lot of money all, you,
1: you broke up there a little bit I hope you didn't say Well, I said the good parts You described the very bad parts No,
0: that didn't happen I don't think <laughs> Well, right. If it is, Good. Uh, it'll be a surprise for you when you listen to this podcast, which you Just will surely kidding. do. I,
1: I do not listen to this podcast. I'm No. I'm uh, deep into the ASMR podcast <laughs> listening library, and this is what I would call AASMR, yeah. anti-ASMR.
0: And of course, uh, podcast for, um, if Henry Winkler was a pi- pirate, he would do podcasts that ASMR. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about our movie, uh, Seth Christ Cole, and Ballistic Reckoning, which we're in the process of writing, and it's going great so far. We're knocking it out of the park. This is like a grand slam, but this is going to be like, Mm-mm. not just a grand slam, it's going to be like, one time the baseball player Fernando Tatis hit four home runs in a game, uh, and we're going to be like that, but all four of those home runs are going to be grand slams. So we're going to have 16 RBI in this game mm-hmm. that is the writing process for Seth Christ Cole, and Ballistic Reckoning.
1: At the end of this thing, Fernando Tatis is going to be looking at himself in the mirror and saying, Wow, what a loser I am. Yeah, sure.
0: My son is one of the best prospects in baseball, but I got my ass handed to me by Chris and Matt and, yeah. and their Blockbuster running podcast, even though they're it's yeah. mostly maybe metaphorical.
1: Yeah, maybe I shouldn't put all of my eggs in the basket of my son, who's probably as big of a loser as I am. Not hitting four grand slams like two guys uh, trying to remember what happened last week on their dumb (laughs) podcast that they can't just write something down on. I'm sorry. Was that too much sausage?
0: Um, uh, Well, I mean, I'm not really big on sausage uh, unless it's a big sausage pizza, which I think is a porn thing. I'm not 100% sure. I already know it is a reference. Um, so that's uh, but you only
1: know, you only know the porn thing as a reference,
0: the, particularly the porn thing of big sausage pizza, which I think is a okay. porn thing, but not not because that's yeah, sure. porn. I know, sure, I, <laughs> sure. I
1: think it's a porn thing.
0: I don't think I only know of porn as a reference. Like I only understand it from having watched like Entourage or something. I assume porn comes up a lot of Entourage. I've never seen Entourage. Although if Adrian Grenier and jerry ferrara what roles in this movie we could get them smaller roles they all the main roles are cast and i don't think any of them are going to even be second choices maybe i think hey can i just say something
1: uh sure if uh adrian grenier uh hosted an asmr podcast it might be called (laughs) adrian grenier asmr
0: (laughs) oh yeah that's possibly true. I maybe he could be down like if we don't get like, the top four people we want for the role of Seth Christ, I could see maybe Adrian Grenier in that role possibly because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he's sort of he's mm-hmm. like he, he's like a poor man Seth uh, not Seth a poor man's uh, Zach Efron in some ways. In other ways, he's not at all. Yes. But in some ways, he is. I mean, they're different ages, different body types, different acting skills, different career trajectories, um, and etc. 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 But in other ways. He's kind of a poor man, Zach Efron.
1: Yeah, in in the uh, in the fact that he is neither poor nor Zac Efron.
0: Yeah, but we don't really have to worry because once this script hits Hollywood, like everybody's gonna be clamoring to be part of it. We're gonna get all of our first choices. We're definitely yeah. My first Zac choice,
1: uh, if we don't get a Zac Efron type, Fernand Tatis, just so he can one up mm-hmm. himself.
0: It's not. I mean, we're get. I mean, like Joel Murray, I'm sure gets. Dozens of scripts every single day To be acting in big blockbuster movies But when he gets this script for Seth Christ And they're like we want you to be The main bad guy He's gonna say He's gonna call his agent Cancel all other auditions And just be like This is my reality now
1: Yeah he's gonna look in the mirror and say This is my reality now and then smash the mirror That's something we should put in the movie mm-hmm. Mirror That's smashing That's dramatic Well, saying this is my reality now. Mm -hmm. This is maybe that's a for the end where they they like pull out and we realize that they've been inside of a mirror the entire time. Oh, like the movie mirrors looking into the mirror. Yes, mirrors. The movie Mirror Cats, Uh, (laughs) and he looks in the mirror and he says, "This is my reality now," and then smashes the mirror and they're locked in the mirror world. Mm Hmm. Indeed. Should we
0: talk about the movie we're writing?
1: Uh, we're writing a movie
0: um in a way yeah we're doing it i mean we're obviously after every single episode of this podcast we take everything we say we remember it the best we can because neither of us listen to this podcast and we type out a script frantically we we throwing in dialogue and actions and what have
1: you i mean like can i th- we, can i throw out an idea here just cutting mm. you off and stopping your idea cold okay So instead of a movie, what if we write the script, cut up each line of the script, and put it into fortune cookies? Then we distribute the fortune cookies to Chinese food restaurants, and then people receive the movie one cookie at a time through fortune cookies.
0: Um, Can we include lucky numbers on the fortune cookies? Yes. Can all the lucky numbers be 69 and
1: 420? Oh, you read my mind, dude.
0: Then I say we can do that But we should also probably have a normal script
1: To make a lot of more copies If the idea doesn't work out Perfect Okay. Uh, So where were we in the movie?
0: Um, Seth and Dasha had just made Sweet, sweet love in the safe house Um, And um, Jane Doe As played by Amanda Plummer Was introduced Going into Tim Hortons To talk to Mm -hmm. To talk to Ducky Darns about because she's like a mole or like uh, she's like a double agent within the um, WNBA, which is, the, of course, the evil organization.
1: But, uh oh. Yeah, you could say she's a WWNBA agent. Yeah. Is that something? Uh, I don't think so. But
0: um, she gets spied by somebody else who works for the organization, so she could be in trouble and that's where things are and now without any um, you know um, thought put in beforehand we're gonna pick up from there and just using the power of our mighty storytelling brains we're going to from whole cloth uh, come up with another seed or two for
1: all right, so we uh, <sighs> we we, fade, we cut We cut away from uh, the guy looking at them from the car with the binoculars. He's spying mm-hmm. on them uh, at the Tim Hortons, and uh, we uh, it's the next day, and the president is in a limo getting ready to go over to the Hollywood Bowl for mm-hmm. his big speech, opening for The Simpsons Live, Monty Python Live, uh, yeah. John Williams fish. doing his scores, mm-hmm. Fish, yeah. um... Uh, the cast of Big Bang Theory doing their best bits, yeah. you know, all of it, doing all the classic
0: bazingos They call it a night that of a what's that? There's that um, Billy Crystal play. It's like what? Uh, uh, seven hundred uh, Sundays. Yeah, seven hundred yeah, it, Bazingas. It's seven hundred
1: Bazingas. That's and- what it is. But, uh, and uh, so someone walks over to the president and says, president don't forget your briefcase, Mr. B- yeah, don't forget your, your briefcase, Dr. Anka. And, He's a doctor, uh, too. President Anka says, please, Dr. Anka lives in Florida. My name's President Anka. Yeah. And, uh, and he hands him a briefcase, which has a mysterious ticking inside it. But Paul Anka, uh, the president, who says, ah, national security nor my life matters. I'm running late for this concert. Yeah.
0: He, he slept in like the family at home alone, which was put him behind the eight ball because, I mean, time is money and this is a big show. They can't wait for the president to get there to start. It's like, yeah, maybe, it's the like, opening we act. Can, we can maybe show like, you know, like Eric Idol and like um, talking to um, Nancy Cartwright and they're like, where's the president? When's the president going to get here? We got to get this show on the road. This is so unprofessional of the president. And also, maybe this event. Could it be for charity, maybe, too, also? Because that would add, like, stakes to the situation of, like... Because we know that the villains are, like, targeting it to, like, you know, like a terrorist attack sort of thing, like, blowing things up. Maybe, um... It also would be Add to the situation If there's also A charity orphans element Orphans there
1: Yeah so there's uh, Orphans there This is for uh, This is a charity so, event For the orphans Yeah for the Ronald McDonald house Yeah this is for The uh, Ronald McDonald house That way we get yeah. Some of that corporate Sponsorship We can get some product yeah. placement in there too And then yeah. we can, when we're Still in the movie We could be like Look McDonald's Is paying for half of it They're going to be Involved in this Hollywood bowl scene They're going to be Donating the children For the Ronald McDonald House <laughs> charity For the scene They're going to be Giving us money And in return We're going to use That money to make This movie
0: and then also maybe there can be like tie in promotion at McDonald's, like they can
1: have like a Seth Christ burger or something. Yeah, they can have a Seth Christ burger. They can have a Slugger Cutty shake. They can have a Joel Murray fry. They can yeah. have a <laughs> oh. They can have they can have a Dasha Slayer Slayer burger. They can have a Jane Doe burger. Donuts. Oh. They can have a Ducky Darns. Burger, you know, I'm just skip yeah. here. I'm a I'm a film writer, I'm not a burger writer, okay? like well, the burgers, you know. I will well, leave that up to the Burger guy, alright? The Burger King, if you will, except not in this case, because we're working with McDonald's, because Burger yeah. King, as far as I know, doesn't have a Ronald McDonald House esque charity. No.
0: I mean they had the Burger King's Kids Club, which was a gang of kids that also. Yeah, that was, that was not. like more
1: like yeah, that was more like a hangout for Latchkey kids. It wasn't exactly a charity.
0: Mm-hmm. But I am a burger writer, so I'll say really quickly, obviously that Jane Doe burger is like one of those Krispy Kreme burgers that has donuts for the, instead of buns. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ducky Darns burger would be made with like um, like duck
1: meat. Foie gras. It has foie gras.
0: It could have some foie gras on it. Let's see. Obviously the Sugga shake shakes, just a Shamrock shake. Um, the Dasha Slayer burger... Maybe they serve it, um, like, rare and so super bloody because, I don't know, Slayer, I think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think of vampires, I think of blood. So that could Mm -hmm. be, like, a really sort of bloody burger. Maybe Mm -hmm. we throw a lot of ketchup on it, too. Like, it's covered in ketchup. It's like Like a messy burger. Slathering. We put also ketchup on the bun too, so that, like, I mean, like, the outside of the bun, so when you're eating it, you're getting ketchup, like, everywhere, because, like, the outside of the bun's covered in ketchup, too, and the inside's full of ketchup. It's, like, more now, let me tell you, than don't, meat. You
1: know, you better hope it's after Labor Day when you're eating this burger, because you don't want to be wearing white.
0: No, you do not, especially not to your wedding, because everybody knows you're not a virgin, you filthy trollop. How dare you wear white to this wedding? Uh, it's a disgrace t- to the God t- of...
1: Who are you talking to?
0: <laughs> um... Women who plan to wear white to their traditional... Why don't, you let women, why don't you let
1: women just have sex as they want to? You're always talking about these shame Black-esque ideas telling women when they can't have sex. God, I'm, not, I'm just to saying... This- if they, my religious. You should education. save yourself from marriage. You make me sick, you piece of shit. You should. You know what? Maybe we should get back to the scene. Okay, yeah. so anyway, everyone's waiting for the president to arrive, and they're hearing some ticking in that limo, and he's thinking, why is there so much ticking? I'm not wearing a watch.
0: No. President's I'm never not wore holding watches. an
1: egg timer. Presidents rarely I'm, cook eggs. I'm not. Uh, insert other thing that ticks. I'm not the superhero of the tick.
0: No holy. and uh the Secret Service says Ooh, we should get Patrick Warburton to play one of the Secret Service agents. It's a great
1: yeah. idea. Warburton type writing it down. Mm. Uh so and that's when uh he opens the briefcase to reveal a bomb. Hmm. The, oh, a ticking pop. Yep, so there's, a, yeah, a ticking pop. One of those classic ones with like an alarm clock on it, yep. and uh, that's when Seth Kreis comes crashing through the window of the moving limo.
0: Yeah, somehow he found out about this. Somehow this was not really established, but I think it's okay. Because I mean, uh, I mean, he well, he, he sort of does know about it, doesn't he, or does he not know about it? I'm trying to remember because we I mean, know the well, bad guys well, talked about it.
1: He he gets in there and he says. Uh, my partner, Ducky, let me know. Uh, uh, Jane Doe told him last night – he's giving all this information to, yeah. the, poli- to, the, to the president. Exposition, uh, a nice exposition dump. Yeah, on the and, president's and left. the president's like, look, I don't care where you're in it from. you got to get rid of this bomb. And uh, uh, so uh, so he's trying real hard to uh, undo it, and he says, I can't do it. This bomb is too sophisticated for even me, Seth Christ. And he says, come on, Mr. President, we have to go And instead of stopping the car And throwing the bomb out uh, The President says, no America needs you And kicks Seth Christ out of the car <laughs> And the, the limo explodes And yeah,
0: the President dies All these Secret Service agents die And Seth Christ
1: watches happen And he's like, no yeah. And, it's like, and he's meanwhile, like- we cut back to the Hollywood Bowl And they're like, oh, now we can never start the show Without the opening act and so the well, yeah. show never starts, and all of those orphans are disappointed because they didn't get to see them perform mm-hmm. the parrot sketch live.
0: Yeah, because the orphans love the parrot sketch. Even though Graham Chap is no longer alive, you know, it's uh, still always a pleasure to see, like, that well, one time they did it on, on an SNL.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, and it <laughs> felt totally flat.
0: It was uh, weird. Yeah, but, um, so, uh... I mean, yeah, a couple of minutes. I mean, a couple of minutes will probably have to pass so that that um, information about the president exploding in a bomb thing. And Seth is going to be really sort of um, shaken by this, but not stirred because he's not James Bond. Wait, no, James Bond shakes things. He can be stirred and shaken. He's like, he's like, this is crazy. This is, and then like he calls up like Ducky, and like you know, Ducky's like, uh, um, Seth, you know, d- did you were you did you do did you save the day? And he's like. He's gone. And he's like, What do you mean he's gone? He's like, the president's gone. The, the, everybody is, everybody's gone. The bomb exploded. We, we got it, rid, rid of it. We got it taken care of before they got to the Hollywood Bowl, at least. But we could not, I could not save the president. Uh, the WNBA has, you know, killed the president. And Ducky's uh, like, Oh, que lastima, because he's secretly been Hispanic the whole time. Uh, and, and, so- and, and then Ducky says, Wait a
1: minute. Let me ask you a question. Did the press see you leave the limo? And uh, Seth says, uh, I don't know. I, it all happened so quickly. And he says, if the press saw you leave the limo, they might think you were the bomber. Oh,
0: that's harrowing. And then like Ducky's like, Seth, for now, get back to Dasha at the safe house until we can figure out where everything's going on. And then Seth's like, screw that. I'm coming in. I want to talk to you. I want to do a briefing. We got to see what we're doing next. I got to give a statement. Low. I got to let people I'm know how I knew low. about this thing. Yeah. I'm I, why was a guy who's ostensibly just like a low-level member of the LAPD, but he, that's only a cover for his work in the CIA. I mean, what's he doing? He's got so things are crazy there. And then, you know, um, we see a, a guy like an evil guy is watching this entire thing through like a like a a telescope from like up in like a, a mountain because there's yeah, a lot of mountains movie, around there.
1: There's a great. This is a great screenwriting tip for all your first timers out there. A great way to end any scene: just have a bad guy watching the good guy with a pair of binoculars or your telephoto lens, mm-hmm. or even just like really zoomed in on his cell phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so you know that the bad guys are always watching the good guys because that gives your story depth. And it also gives Johnny you a perfect... Ad- <laughs> yeah, it gives you some Johnny depth. Uh, but it's richer than Johnny depth because it's not bankrupt at all. No. not It's not creatively bankrupt. It's
0: not um, storytellingly bankrupt. It's not morally bankrupt. It just works. But then... He can, like, he'll, like, pull out a cell phone, the bad guy, beep, boop, boop. He'll call up, you know, uh, and he'll be like, um, the president is dead, um, but Seth Christ is still alive, and it didn't blow up the, like, you know, orphans and everybody, the Hollywood Bowl. Cut to, um, uh, under the phone's ripped horn, the bad guy played by Joel Murray. He's like, well, that's good enough. Keep an eye on Seth. We're, gonna, we're going into part two of the plan here. Hangs up the phone. He looks at Slugger McGillicuddy. Slugger McGillicuddy nods at him and then takes off on a motorcycle. Then it's a few minutes later, um, and like yeah, no, there's, does, a few, there's a few minutes of footage of a Slugger driving a motorcycle. Sure, and he drives it up to the Tim Hortons. Dun dun dun. He
1: goes inside, and he's
0: like, he orders like a yeah, he tells not, he. he
1: he tells the clerk that he saw this this thing advertised the other day and he just couldn't stop thinking about it, and that's why he's there.
0: And then, like, the guy turns to, like, grab it, and then, boom, Slugger sneaks by him into the back where he can go and, you know, approach Ducky Darns. And he thinks he's sneaking up on Ducky Darns, but the last thing we see Ducky Darns, he's watching the reflection of the guy approaching him in his screen of his um, laptop. And he turns around, but he blocks like a clubbing blow. And then there's like a fight scene between Ducky and Slugger, and it goes on for a while. There's a big old mess and there's a bunch of crazy violence happening. It's like a born fight scene. And then for a bit of humor and levity, we cut back to the uh guy working in the Tim Hortons, he's got all the he's got like the food, he's like, Oh, where'd he go? Where's uh, the
1: where's the guy? I'm stupid.
0: And then we come back to the fight scene and they're fighting, and then um let's see. Oh well there's in a coffee sort of sh- or well, let's see, is a coffee dose or poison. I try to think there's a way for um, Ducky Darns because I think this is maybe the scene perhaps where Ducky Darns should die. Uh, so I think mean, this is
1: this, this is the scene where Ducky Darns gets gets uh, he gets smashed in the head with a pot of coffee and that's when the work. clerk walks Walks into the room and he says, Hey, what's going on in here? Slugger takes off. Ducky Darns is on the ground, unconscious. Will he survive? We don't know. But that's he is good. In a good cliffhanger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good, yeah. Pot of coffee. That's perfect. That's like the, the glass is all embedded in his face and everything. And that's a good place for this scene to end. I think that's a good place for our uh, episode to start rolling to a close, coming to a yeah. rolling stop. Like they always tell you. Coming to, do. to a theater
1: near you and coming to a rolling stop. hmm uh, in time. What do you think this movie is gonna be out in theaters? Twenty twenty? Hindsight twenty twenty? I mean, considering how fast we're going through it, it might be out next week because boy, it really feels like this movie's wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> it does have the feeling like it what it might end up being
0: Well, I mean, with credits, I mean to have it be like a feature like film, it's only gotta be like 80 some odd minutes with credits we can have a long credit scene we can have a bunch we can do like a James Bond opening or something where it's like that's like 3-4 minutes we can have like long ending credits we can maybe throw in some bloopers if there's funny stuff that happens when the movie's getting like made like if we mm-hmm. cast Jackie Chan in a small role so he can do his classic
1: bloops you know yeah we're just casting him for the bloop so he can hurt himself in yeah. production and then we can well, yeah, I mean, show him we, getting hurt we can't cast Burt Reynolds or Dom
0: DeLuise, so we got to cast Jackie Chan. Those are the classic Bloopmasters of uh, all time. <laughs> the classic Bloopsters, as they are known. Yeah, they are the, they are the classic Bloopsters. But, well, I mean, this movie's got so much stuff that's going to happen left to happen. And, I mean, you know, we're going to knock it out of the park, and we're going to do it first try. We're not going to have to rewrite this story at all. Like, the movie that's going to come out at the end of this podcast, like, you know, story-wise... Is going to be uh, pretty perfect, and then it's just a matter of you know getting a bidding war going on Hollywood, mm-hmm. and then getting the novelization mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get. It I want the same person who wrote the novelization of D two. The Mighty Ducks are back because that's the uh, novelization of a movie I've read the most. I've read. I've read that novelization a good ten or fifteen times. I want. Oh, the good. To, yeah. We'll yeah. just make
1: all of our decision based on what book you've read the most.
0: That is the novelization of the Mighty Ducks to, the second Mighty Ducks movie.
1: The I have never read a novelization more than once. Uh, You have read it ten or fifteen times, uh, which is interesting. I'm not sure if I've ever read any book ten or fifteen times, let alone the novelization of D2. I don't think I've seen the movie D2 ten or fifteen times.
0: Oh, you're missing out. You'll you'll learn things. I mean, I've seen it. I I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I've seen the
1: movie. I don't think I've seen it ten or fifteen times. You've seen um,
0: Mr. Tibble say, uh, "Ken Wu, what can I say? I convinced him the hockey had a brighter future than uh, figure skating. Put a stick in his hands and no special touch of sets. You know things like that, or like, yeah. um, uh, when, uh, and other things happen uh, when uh, such Bombay, a memorable novelization slash movie. <laughs> Gordon Bombay tries to uh, convince." like Nike to put out a shoe for kids who want to coach. Or at the end of the movie, when Gunner Stahl says, good work, Captain Duck, to Charlie Conway. All great things. This movie will be better than all these moments. Like the worst moment in Seth Christ's ballistic reckoning is going to be better than the best moment in D2, The Mighty Ducks Are Back, which is probably when um, uh, Russ Tyler, played by Kenan Thompson, is dressed in the goalie gear and he throws it off and then Wolf the Death Stanson says The goalie And then he shoots a knuckle puck And the knuckle puck goes into the net And it's a goal And everybody has a great time
1: Yeah, anyway, that's the end of this podcast Because we yeah. already talked way too much About whatever the fuck you're talking about So <laughs> I let's was, wrap it
0: up This is about Hollywood And it's about that's a Hollywood thing Hollywood yes. if Holly Could, as they say in the movie Cool World which is another movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, slowly this episode is turning less and less into an anti-cool world because it's not cool to listen to you talk about uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, Fine. So. Well, on this podcast, by doing
0: our stuff we do, first we should say that uh, we, I think we can officially now safely say that this podcast, it's on a podcasting network. That network is Gabber Media. We want to thank them for um, letting you see us on this podcast all this time, uh, and mm-hmm. like you know, without saying a word, unless I've gone back and um, put in me saying this uh, at points in the past, you know, um, editing previous podcasts. But so check out their family of podcasts. Check us out on Twitter. The podcast is there. Uh, C and M, write a B. Uh, Tweet us what you're thinking about this movie. Tweet us about D2, The Mighty Ducks. Um, Tweet us about ASMR. Uh, We also have uh, an email address. It's chrismattblockbuster at uh, gmail.com. You can rate the podcast, review the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. We're supposed to say these sort of things about podcasts, too. It's called um, um, Promotion. Uh, Yeah,
1: some people in the biz call it promo. Maybe you've heard of it.
0: Yeah, that's what we're doing, and it's promotion of the self variety, uh, as opposed to what uh, Will Ferrell was once upon a time. He was promoting a movie of his. And it is, of course, Elf promotion.
1: And uh, uh, you can uh, <laughs> reach out to me personally at M Shimkowitz if you want to have non-stupid conversations. <laughs> if you want to have more stupid
0: conversations, I'm at Chris X Morgan. And mm-hmm. so, uh, with. This cliffhanger evolving Ducky Darns being hit in the head with a coffee pot. We leave you with the end of another episode of Chris and Matt Read right a Blockbuster, the most innovative podcast of all time, the podcast that's changing the way movies work. Uh, we thank you for joining us, and you're welcome for uh, all we've done for you, obviously. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time, movie fans. Bye.